Welcome to Let's Talk Ed, and I am Chris Ford, and I'm joined by Dr. Zahi Atala. Zahi, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And we have brought back your friend and colleague, Dr. Melissa Lanta. Melissa, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. So last time we were talking a little bit about choosing a career. And uh, this time I want to kind of bring back another part of your uh, previous career when, when you've helped out with uh, some advising. And I want to talk about this time what students should be doing as they prepare to go see an advisor. Obviously, we have you know students that are in college right now that uh, at this time of year, they're wrapping up the fall semester. They're preparing for the spring semester. Hopefully, many of them have been advised already, but not all of them. Uh, so as you are coming in and getting ready to talk to your advisor, what are some of the things that as a student you should be doing? Hmm. Um, that is a great question uh, for uh, students to you know, come prepared, um, which is not something that, that we usually see, which is absolutely okay too. I think one of the things that I would say as you're preparing to meet with an advisor is to suspend judgment. And, and what I mean by that is I think a little bit of what we talked about in, in the last segment is, you know, going in, being okay, not knowing, right? It is okay to not know. It's okay to not know what career you have. It's okay to not know what college might be like. And I think the, um, what we would love to see and what, what I'll, I'll say is difficult as well is, you know, students being able to be you know vulnerable and open and and the more you can share with your advisor of kind of your your experience of here's what my experience was in high school here are some of the things that that i have going on in my life right like are you a parent um are you working what does that look like all of that information um helps the advisor to better understand you and, and understand how we can work together to craft that that educational path that is going to be um, best aligned for for what you need. Um, so I think you know coming in with that um, is very helpful um, as well. So, so and, and I think it really. So, go ahead, Zai. Yeah, I, I was trying to think uh, based on what you're talking about. So. I don't know what I'm doing. I just go to the local community college, but I have to work. Uh, mm -hmm. So how would you help me? Because I can't be in every class at the same time. Is the solution always uh, go online or mm -hmm. uh, always go full time? What's what from your advising mm -hmm. perspective, how would you have advised an individual? Yeah. Um, well, I think that that is very individualized and, and personal. So it's it's understanding where they're at and what um, what they think that that they can do. I think one of the other things is knowing that again, we're we're in this idea of once I choose, I can't change. I think you know coming into advising and 
as we're talking about, okay, what's going to meet your needs best? Looking at what's available. And, and like you said, kind of crafting does full-time work. Depends on how many hours and what else you've, you've got going on in your life. Um, will online work? If you have never experienced it, maybe we don't want to do 100% online, but knowing like whatever we choose and work to and, and maybe set in that, that first term can be changed, right? It's, it doesn't mean if I say I'm going to be full-time or if I say I want to be online and then I realize that I don't, this isn't, doesn't fit me and my needs and my family, that we can look at, at something different. So I think sometimes there's that fear of if I choose, I can't change. So knowing that that it can be be fluid as well. And right, it's it's a, especially if you've never been to college, it's it's a learning and understanding and, and changing. I, I think that's a, a huge part of the process itself. One of the things that, you know, I think some people might have a misconception of when it comes to advising, especially when they're first getting to college, is they may be thinking of the like high school guidance counselor sort of role or thinking of an advisor as somebody that is only going to be the one that helps them pick classes. But really, it's so much more than that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's, a, that's a good point. Like the helping to select classes is like the the smallest part of, of what uh, advising should be. Um, it really starts with that understanding of who you are um, and, and what you foresee in your future and being able to have those conversations. Yes, we will eventually get to you know, picking classes and the right pathway, but uh, it takes so much more of, of exploring that, uh, of who the student is um, and where they see themselves going before actually determining those classes. I think one of the other big, big shifts in, in thinking from guidance counselor to advisor to is the student's really in control. Like the advisor, um, whomever that is, is not necessarily or shouldn't be dictating what the student does. It, it's a conversation we talk. Um, and Nakata had, has a, a phrase, um, I advise and you decide. That, that's kind of the, the um, mentality or the, or the structure really like, hey, let's talk about all of your options. What might work best for you? I can give you some suggestions, but you really determine it's your education, it's your pathway. We're here to support you. Um, and you know what, if you choose and it goes not the way that, that you want to, go back to your advisor. There's no judgment. Like we would just want to help you get, get back on, on a pathway that best fits, fits your needs. So I think there's sometimes like, oh, I made this decision now. Um, it, uh, it didn't go well. So I'm going to withdraw um, and knowing that, that you can come back and there's it it's really about kind of revising and, and being flexible with what the student needs. Melissa, so somebody who's uh, like briefly, how would you tell somebody to choose amongst the variety of institutions of higher learning that that are mm. out there? Mm. Yeah, 
So, because there are, you have so many different options that, you know, making that decision can seem a, a little bit overwhelming. Um, I mean, some of the things that, that I have two younger kids, so I, it'll, it'll be a while before, before they are going into college, but I was thinking about this question, like, what are the things that I, as a parent or as a previous student would have looked for, um, and, you know, I come from the, the student services side. So some of, some of my top things are some of those things like supportive environment, right? And looking at what, what is that structure of advising or that, that support system? Is it, um, is it more, am I getting a, a, a team? Like who's going to help me, right? I wanna understand who are the people in my network who, who are there that really have my best interest? Um, I think, you know, I I think about parenting students a lot, right? If if parenting students are are choosing a college, um, does the website have clear message of what's your child policy? Um, you know, am I seeing people that look like me and on their website? And then is that uh, equating to what's really happening in, in the college, I think is important. Are the classes flexible enough to, to meet multiple needs? So it's not just one way and this is the way and, and there's no flexibility. Um, although I will put a caveat on that. Oh, that is one where you do want to talk to the advisor then about it to just see if there are other options for modalities that maybe you're not seeing. Um, the other big piece that, and again, I come from the, the, the two-year space most recently, I've spent most of my time in the two-year space is transfer agreements. So I have seen and, and lived through with students the, where students believe that they can transfer to a different college and all of their credits are going to meet requirements and they don't. So I think as you're considering that, that what school do I wanna to go to, even though we're kind of looking at, at the two-year space in, in this example, it's also understanding what are those um, connections that, that the school has and those partnerships that they have if you choose to go on so that the credits and the time and the energy that, that you've put in in the, the community college space are equating to um, credits and requirements in, in that four-year space. Um, and I think that transparency of credits both from two-year to the four-year and even credits into both two and four-year, having that transparency that you know what my credits are, are coming in at. So I know ahead of time, if I have these credits, this is what it's going to equate to. I think those are are just two uh, of some of the important things that from my background of advising and registration, um, some of the things that I would say are key um, pieces. Um, I would love to hear uh, Zahi from you on the academic side, what, what should students be, yeah, <laughs> be looking uh, more for in, in that sense? Yeah, Chris and I talked about it a lot. Uh... Over the years, I mean, we are the bad examples, right? We set ourselves to go to uh, four-year institutions. 
but because that's the only thing we thought about and sometimes disregarded any other options and and like chris reminds me back in my day which is the uh, stone ages we had the option we did not have the online uh options uh so uh, however from an academic perspective uh i always recommend the student uh think about what their end goal is if they want to transfer let's look at the transfer institution how they set their uh, uh courses and and what uh, the curricula they have and let's try to match what the individual student wants to take uh unfortunately there are issues of uh, certain universities mislabeling or misnumbering their classes in order so the individual only takes it at the four year there's this turf um, uh, war that happens, uh, but it's in parallel to what you're saying. However, the thing that that um, is really hard for us and the academic to wrap our brains around, and this is where folks in the student services are exceedingly helpful, is you know in person versus online, uh, part time versus full time, and it's because. Uh, maybe you've got the listening part uh, honed in and we've got the uh, uh, verbal part uh, on steroids. Uh, I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that is is um, a component. You want to want to take that that holistic view of understanding both both sides of it as well. The other thing of like maybe the academic side that I think about with um, entering into a college and, and something that I think higher ed is, is getting better at is not just using placement scores, right? So if, if there's a college that the only way that they're assessing where you're at is through placement, um, that might be okay for, for some people, but know that that's not the only option, right? People and, and colleges are, are coming up with multiple ways, understanding that, that students are so different and the test may not work. So do they have options for, um, you know, what we call correct remediation, where you can get into those college credits with support right away? Do they have, like, guided self-placement so the student is instead of a test they they have the opportunity to to see where they are and decide so i think kind of meeting that the academics with with student services is really that having a college that is open to to knowing that that students are so diverse and not trying to just have a one size fits all um i think would be a, another thing that as you're looking at colleges um, and determining that that might be a factor. Yeah, and I think it's been interesting, you know, seeing the number of schools that are are dropping the ACT or SAT, for example. You know, I, I remember when I was in high school, that was a big, big deal. You know, you had to do really well on, uh, you know, the ACT, and that that might mean you know, placement in the university, it also might have scholarship implications. Uh, and and now you're seeing schools outright dropping those requirements. Yeah. And I think that they're finding that it's not changing the, the experience for students, that students are doing just as well without um, having that necessarily barrier in place. Uh, 
for for them. So I think it's a good change. Absolutely. Um, one of the things I wanted to to kind of go back on that that you mentioned a little bit ago and kind of bring this full circle into advising, and that was talking about students transferring, uh, you know, preparing to transfer if they go to a two-year college and making sure that that their credits do transfer. And, um, you know, one of the things that I think an advisor is really good for is helping a student make sure they are taking the right classes to prepare for that transfer. Hmm. That That is correct. So, like, if students have maybe, maybe they don't know for sure if, if they're transferring yet, kind of going back to, like, you don't have to decide. But if that's maybe an option, I think knowing upfront so advisors can work with you on, you know, here are some of the agreements that we have with different colleges and having that, that conversation earlier it is always better to um, make sure that there's that alignment between, okay, here's what, what you're doing here towards your goal at this time. But we also want to set you up for, for the future as well. Um, and I think, you know, like going to an advisor, having those conversations, being as, as open as possible so that we can work together to smooth the path as much as possible. And I will, I mean, I'm going to put it back on, on our institutions as well to take responsibility for smoothing that path for students. So, so creating those, those paths are transparent, that are more um, seamless and smooth. I think it is really important um, not to just put it all on the students who have to manipulate and, and maneuver and, and weave in and out. So the more that colleges themselves can do to partner together for the students, I think um, is, is where we need to be. Well, Melissa, I wanna thank you for joining us on Let's Talk Ed, some great advice for, uh, I think students, parents and institutions as they think about advising and, and making that college choice. Uh, so for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. Uh, if you like Let's Talk Ed, be sure and subscribe, ring that bell for notifications and, We'll see you right here next time on Let's Talk Ed.